When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's Odds and End Zones. A podcast feature of milehighreport.com. From props to parlays to totals and spreads, it's time to sweat it out. Here are your hosts, Ian St. Clair and Adam Malnati. Adam, let's start off with a little bit of humor because there isn't a lot to laugh about with this team unless it's a painful laugh. Like that little kid gif where he like laughs and then he starts crying in the interview. The Broncos signed Lamar Jackson. Yay! Oh, it's the wrong Lamar Jackson though, right? It's not. It's the cornerback. Yeah. Oh, you know, a cornerback, quarterback, it's the same. Here's here's the real issue. He might actually be better at quarterback than Russell Wilson. I I don't I don't know if that's true, but it might be and I, give it a try at this point. Roll the dice. Switch them up. Have the defense play offense and the offense play defense and see what happens. Go, so you mean go Savannah Bananas with yes. the Denver Broncos? I love this idea. This The Savannah Bananas idea, that's a fantastic way of looking at things. You're already going to lose, so you might as well like just get the fans into it. You know, Put a guy out there on stilts, have him do a dance right before the ball gets snapped. So like they're all doing like a, like a I don't know, a, whatever the latest TikTok dance sensation is. Is there, are they still the doing gritty. that? On the, is it the gritty still? I, that, that, that's what all the kids probably, are doing when they, they celebrate touchdowns. The whole team probably pull a hamstring if they tried to do the gritty, though. So I, I'm, I'm, but I'm it wouldn't be an ACL tear. No, not an ACL which is tear. Why Lauren, which is why Lauren Landau still has a job, apparently, because they don't get ACL tears. No, but they do have hamstring issues. Hmm. Well, that's a mystery. And calf 
issues and thigh issues. We were having so much fun. I'm sorry. Shoulder issues. Is that my fault? That bring us back down to earth. No, Savannah Bananas. What would you, what would the, because it's got a rhyme, right? Savannah Bananas. So the Denver, I don't know. It doesn't matter. There, there isn't any. I was, I was gonna say the the Denver Palisade peaches. Yeah, that would. I kind of liked it. I mean, the Broncos are already a laughing stock right now, so I guess they don't really need to change their name. They can just keep playing the way they are, and the NFL can keep laughing at us, laughing at us so hard that they flexed the Broncos out of a. Is it Sunday night? Was it the Sunday night game yeah, against the Sunday Chiefs? night against the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs? That they, that's how putrid the Denver Broncos are, where you have the likely to be MVP. On prime time, and the NFL is like, no, the Denver Broncos are so shitty, we're not going to put them on prime time again. Beep. We're not going to give that. We're not gonna. We're not gonna punish fans like that. They've already punished fans enough with the number of prime time games that the Broncos have had this year. They've decided to give us all a little bit of a break. I I prefer the break as well. I hate having to stay up late just to be angry before I go to bed. So you know this this works out great for me. I, I appreciate that. Uh, so here we are week 13. We skipped a week. We skipped uh, week 12. I was um, out of town, unable to record a podcast with you. And I, we don't need to recap what happened with the uh, with the Panthers. We don't need to discuss how awful the team has been. Everybody in and their grandmother has been talking about that. But we did have kind of an interesting discussion before we started to record. And I, I think it's one that merits a little bit of discussion here. And it's the attitude towards Russell Wilson. And let's let's start by saying this. Russell Wilson is going nowhere. You mentioned that before we started recording. I want to bring it up now. He's not going anywhere. And that might be frustrating to some people. And I know there's, you know, the Twitterverse has people out there who are looking at over the cap and trying to figure out ways to get out of Russell Wilson's contract. He's not going anywhere. That's not what's going to happen. And so it is interesting to sort of have as much vitriol as there is about Russell Wilson. Now, I'm going to give you my argument as to why it's there. And I'm going to preface it by saying, as I said to you earlier, I know it's ridiculous. I know that feeling this way about Russell Wilson is just stupid. It doesn't make any sense. But his positivity is, it's it's grating. It, in a situation like this, when you are just constantly failing, constantly failing, and even though he comes out and says, we have to be better, it's just, there's just a sound or a look, or just a, a way that he presents it that just makes me want to scream at him like Mike Purcell did. Which is, it's sad that that's the, the news story around the Broncos. Mike Purcell yelled at Russell Wilson, and that's what you see on national media and blah, blah, blah. But I get it. Like, I love that he's positive and wants to win and, and has this attitude of we can do it, we can be better, and we have to be better. I, I get all that. That's fine. I just, I want him to, I want him to swear. Like I want him to, to pound the the podium and and be angry and and show uh, emotion that isn't like this. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. He just doesn't seem. He's not pissed off enough. That's what I want. And the thing that sticks out to me on that whole Nathaniel or the whole Mike Purcell, Russell Wilson thing, is Nathaniel Hackett just standing there looking lost, no idea what's going on which is going to define his entire miserable tenure as the head coach of this team. And that's where the frustration needs to be pointed at because Russell Wilson is who he is. You can say that he's cheesy. You can say that he's corny. You can say that he's too positive. That's fine. He's not going anywhere. 
the thing that frustrates me about all of this is that Nathaniel Hackett is still the head coach of this football team. I am so sick of people saying, why does it matter when he's fired? Why does it matter if it's now or the end of the season? You know why? Because this is a losing franchise. You have a new ownership group who wants to change the culture. You want to change the culture? You send a message that this is not going to be accepted. It's the it, What they're doing is the easy way out. And for six years, as long as Joe Ellis has been running this franchise, it's been the easy way. Every single person in this franchise has looked for the easy way out. The easy way out is to keep Nathaniel Hackett until the end of the season. It's hard to admit you made a mistake. It's time to send a message that we are going to change the losing culture of this losing franchise. The days of Pat Bowen are long gone. This is a laughing stock of a franchise. It's a losing franchise and nothing is going to change until the culture is changed. And the way you, you change the culture is to send a effing message that we are not going to tolerate this. We're not going to take the easy way out anymore. It's a, it's an important thing to say. And, and you know, it's, it's funny because you did bring up uh, the idea that there are people out there that say it doesn't matter. And there are, there, there are a, a significant number of people who watch this team, who are uh, a part of the, the mouthpiece of this team, if you will, who constantly say it doesn't matter. Whether you fire Nathaniel Hackett today or on the last day of the season, it doesn't matter. And I think that when it comes to contract, that's probably true. When it comes to, um, I, I don't know, scheme and what you're going to implement and all that other junk that, that kind of goes along with it, that's probably true. Okay, fine. You're, if, if it doesn't matter in that way, that's fine. But you bring up the, the right point here. It's not about whether or not it's, it's going to make a difference as far as the scheme goes, or even the wins and losses at this point, because the wins and losses have stopped mattering. You're already or, essentially or finding his or finding his replacement. Sure. Like that, that's something else that's trotted out. You're not ah. going to be able to get started hiring people. The issue is the culture is bad. The locker room is bad. I don't, I don't know that necessarily just firing him is going to make a difference, because you do have to bring somebody in that's going to, if nothing else, take control of this franchise in a way that will uh, get us through the season, if you will, right? Get the get the franchise to the goal line of just finishing, right? Just just get to the end of the year, mitigate the 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 down things, recognize that you're going to have to have another big change in some way. You have to make that change. But what it does do, and you, you're absolutely right about this, what it does do is it tells the players, and that's who you've got to tell. Now, it's not me. Like, I'm a fan. I want I want the owners to to recognize that I'm I'm important and you're important and fans are important, and that, that that's great. But you're telling the players that a losing culture is no longer accepted, and we are going to go ahead and just we're gonna we're just gonna tear off the band-aid. We're going to recognize that we need to fix this and we're not going to wait any longer. We are going to start changing that culture right now. 
And I and I wonder if, and, and it's sort of an interesting thing to look at. You look at Walmart, right? I mean, the owner of the the owners of the Denver Broncos are the owners of Walmart. Walmart is one of the most successful companies in the entire world. How did they become so successful? I imagine it was by making hard decisions early on about how to be successful and probably some other things that maybe aren't as nice. And I'm not going to get into a labor discussion here, so we'll just leave that alone for now. But making hard decisions so that your business can thrive, that sounds like what this group should be doing. Now, is 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 this the group? Is the Walton Penner group that side of Walmart? Or is it just the kids that inherited everything and they don't care? Is it the Johnny Bolins of the world? I don't get that impression. So if they want to, they can come in and say, hey, we're here, you're gone, it's time to make some changes. Do that. By all means, you have the right to do that. This is your franchise now. And if you really want to tell the players that you are about personal responsibility and it's about accountability and you've got to win games and all the stuff that we keep hearing at the podium, start today, fire the head coach who has proven himself inept, and move on. Here's the thing. And I was it Bill Barnwell? Is that who wrote the article for ESPN? And he referenced in this, was, was that who I'm talking about? I don't know. One of these ESPN writers referenced the fact that Nathaniel Hackett was the offensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He got fired from that job. And somehow he is a head coach in the NFL. The day that he got fired as the offensive coordinator in Jacksonville, if you would ask somebody, will he ever be a head coach in the NFL? The definitive answer would have been no, shouted from the rooftops. Yet here he is in Denver. We were excited. I was excited. How could we not be? Russell Wilson, offensive coordinator who got Aaron Rodgers two MVPs. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Aaron Rodgers got himself two MVPs. And Matt LaFleur. We got, and Devontae Adams. We got sucked into this like, oh, he did this with... And Aaron Rodgers says he's like his brother. Yeah, you know, that's great. I have a, I have a little brother. He is like my brother. Uh, I wouldn't hire him to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Although, actually, maybe it I would. Be any worse. Because, because his name is, is Nate, and he'd do a better job than this Nate who's screwing it up. That's just my own opinion. I digress. Oh, my goodness. Here we are. And in terms of good business, why delay the inevitable? You know what you're going to do. Literally every single person in that building, aside from maybe Nathaniel Hackett, because he literally has no idea what's going on anywhere else on his roster or in the game. Everyone else knows this is a charade. So just as you said, rip off the Band-Aid. I like I, it. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I it just, it makes no sense to me from a business perspective, from a management perspective. We're, we're living in the upside down, I guess. I guess that's, the, and, but it's not upside down. That's the other thing. This is not the upside down. As you said, this is, this is the norm way things are. Now we, the more things change, the more the Denver Broncos stay the same. We are rooting for a franchise that is no better than the Cleveland Browns. We are rooting for a franchise that is worse than the jets. We are rooting for a franchise that is being mentioned at the same level as the Houston Texans. The difference is the Houston Texans still have all of their first-round picks. Yeah, that must be nice. It, that's a sunk cost. I don't even want to talk about it because it would just make me cry. I don't, want to, I don't want to start crying on the podcast. That's crazy. Uh, let's just – you know what? Let's jump into our keys to the game. We kind of already started to talk about it, so I'll let you give yours first, and then I'll give mine. So mine is just remove the headset. 
You've already taken away the play calling duties. He needs help with game and clock management, which hasn't really improved. So if you're not going to fire him, just take away his headset. What What's the purpose? In the charade, he doesn't really do anything. Yeah, he's he's not the play caller. He doesn't manage the clock. What what is his role? This is this this is weird. It's like how often have you ever asked what is the actual role of the head coach of this franchise? Because nobody really knows. I guess it's to stand there and ignore it when a defensive lineman comes off and screams at his franchise quarterback. But that's you know. And then the day later, say that you did hear it when after the game you said I didn't hear it. Yeah, which it's, is some that that's some great PR spin. Yeah, they're really working but, on that one. But as we were saying about Justin Outen earlier in the year, to bring back that office space reference, it needs to be asked of Nathaniel Hackett, what what would you say you do here? He's the guy who stands out front and says, uh, it's all about accountability and that starts with me. Except for it hasn't started with him yet. And I hope it does eventually, uh, sooner rather than later. I tell you what, if they lose this game, I don't see how he survives, but that's, that's neither here nor there. My key to the game, just to jump into it, uh, is that there are no real keys to the game. At this point, what are we looking at here? Well, you can't look at this team and, and think seriously that they're going to win. That you you honestly believe that the Denver Broncos have a shot moving forward. You you can't. Now, that doesn't mean they can't win the game. I, I know every you know any given Sunday and blah, 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 blah. I get it. The inches we need. Not with this team. But but honestly. Not with this offense. You, you cannot tell me that you look at this team and go, oh, yeah, they have a shot to win this game. In fact, if they lose, okay, because that's that's the world we live in. You literally can't tell me that you won't watch this game as a fan. Maybe you'll be angry during the game because that's what fandom is. You can't help it. And then after the game, you're going to shrug your shoulders and move on. You're going to go, eh, okay, because that's how I am now. That is the That is the point I have gotten to. I watched that Panthers game while I was – driving home from Iowa, which means I had it on in the background because I was driving. And I never once heard anything and thought to myself, oh, no, it was all just, yeah, that sounds about right. You know, it, it, that sounds about right. And so at this point, what are you going to do? You just you just move on. You, you hope that the season ends quickly. You've already, you, you know, the, the <laughs> it's already over. Now you just got to get through these next few months of, of watching football and knowing that your team has a very low percentage chance of winning any games moving forward. That's it. And you just accept it. Sorry. I, I wish that wasn't the case, but that's what you have to do. And I think that's the whole point of this is the scarlet letter for this franchise right now is the apathy. That's where basically all the fans are at this point. They're apathetic. They don't care. They don't care if they win. They don't care if they lose. There is no emotion. There's no passion. I'm that way. I was the exact same way watching the Panthers game. I'm the exact same way heading into the Ravens game. You There's know, literally no hope. And I don't care. Because you know what? The franchise doesn't care. Because this is acceptable. Because they have a head coach who's going to be fired who is still the head coach. Why should I care if this franchise doesn't? That's the point. And it's interesting, as we were talking here about it, I started to think about, we did a, 
we did a show a few years back where he had Brant Tobler on, and and Brant Tobler is a comedian. Uh, he's a he's a Denver guy. He's he's from Wyoming, really, but he uh, is in the Denver area. And one of the things that he talked about was a few years before we did that interview, uh, he had had a chance to go see the Broncos play uh, the Kansas City Chiefs on New Year's Eve, and they had been so bad that year that he chose not to go. And then he said to us, "Can you imagine not wanting to go watch?" your favorite football team on New Year's Eve. Like, that's how bad it was. And, yeah, n- yes, I can I can wholeheartedly imagine that right now because if you offered me tickets to a Broncos game right now, I'd probably say no thank you. What, what am I going to go for? To spend too much money on a beer? To sit in the cold weather? Even I mean, it might be nice. I don't know what the weather is in Colorado right now. It's cold where I'm at. You know, I just don't see the, you know, to fight traffic, to sit in a crowd of people that I don't know. Nothing is enticing me to want to go. It just, it. uh, We uh, joked that the Broncos were flexed off of Sunday night football. Can they be flexed off of Christmas? Ooh, yeah. All I want for Christmas is to not watch this game. You know, luckily for me on Christmas Day, I probably will be, um, somewhere where people don't watch football, and I might not be able to watch the game. <laughs> and I can't believe I am saying luckily for me because in years past I'd have been angry about that and figured out a way to make sure I could see it. So, uh, yeah, this is the world we live in. Uh, to bring it to, and now to, since this is technically a betting show, yeah, let's, let's I will say that. right now, bet the under in Broncos games this season, the under is 10 and 1. And the total at DraftKings right now is 38 and a half. Too Bet high. the under. That's too high. <laughs> That's way too – I mean, there are people saying that the number for last week's game against the Panthers, which was 35, I joked. It was too high. 35 was too high. They were saying that is a really low number. I was like, you have obviously never watched this Broncos offense. You know, it's interesting – there was a, a breakdown. I saw a guy on TikTok do a breakdown of that touchdown drive where the Broncos had, I think it was like eight chances inside the red zone to score. And it took four minutes off the clock inside the red zone as they are trying to mount a comeback. And it was the perfect metaphor for this team. We suck. We suck. We suck. We suck. We suck. We get lucky. We suck. We suck. We suck. We get lucky. We suck. We suck. Oh, we accidentally threw a touchdown pass. Like it was, it was perfect it was a perfect breakdown and it is it is really frustrating to live in this particular world and have to deal with that but that's where we are speaking of which you got any players to watch you could pick a side of the football i don't care nobody on offense because as i joked with the baltimore blog for the five questions that i i do because the question was who are two players that baltimore fans should watch one on offense one on defense I said, no one should watch the Broncos offense. There's literally nobody worth watching. So don't watch it. On defense, I guess Pat Sertan to see if he can rebound after two very, very rough back-to-back games. I wonder if he's hitting a wall, you know? I, I, he's He's probably somebody who has never in his life had to play for a team that just sucked especially when he played for Alabama I mean yeah he played for Alabama he's he's he was probably one of the best high school players in in you know the entire country when he was in high school and 
I, I just imagine that there is there has to be a moment where as professional as he is and as professional as these guys are, the defense is going to start to struggle just because it's hard to get up for a game where you know your offense isn't going to score more than 10 points. That's That makes it tough. It's got to make it tough. Now, I will say, the, 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 the play that he got burned on against, I think it was, was it the Panthers? There was a play where Kareem, it looked to me like Kareem Jackson is the one who got burned more than anything else. Like Sertan played him off, and uh, and when he played him off, he was playing the under, and, and Jackson was supposed to have the over, and he just ran by everybody. And I can't remember exactly what it was, and I kind of felt like on that one, that made Patrick Sertan look bad. But I didn't think it was I didn't think it was his fault on that one. I thought it was a scheme issue there. But yeah, he's you can tell he's getting he's get, he's getting tired of it, and we all are getting tired of it. And, I, and here's the other thing, and we know there's injuries, we know they're on like their third string offensive line. We know that they're, uh, you know, they're on like their 58th running back. They did finally get rid of Melvin Gordon. It's not like that did them any. They could have kept Melvin Gordon for all I care. It didn't matter. At least then there would have been some excitement. You know, oh, we dropped the football. Let's see who gets it. But <laughs> literally, that's the game they're playing at this point. But it, it it is nothing. There's nothing here that makes me go, yay! I, I can't wait. I suppose if I had to pick somebody to watch on offense, because I, I will, I'll play the game. Let's pick somebody on offense. Let's watch, um, I don't know. Let's let's watch Dulcich. Let's watch let's watch the the tight end who seems to have a bit of a connection with Russell Wilson and has great hair. He's got great hair. He takes his helmet off. Look at his hair. It's amazing hair. That's that, there you go. And then on defense, I like your PS two. I think that's a that's a good one. Um, I don't know Josie Jewell. Sure, he plays defense. I hate this. I hate it that this matter. is where it we doesn't are. Doesn't matter. Because you know what? The Broncos are terrible at stopping the run. This is true. And the Ravens have the number two rushing offense. Oh, snap. Um, I changed my mind. Let's watch Ra- Corliss Ravens Waitman. by a million. Let's watch Corliss Waitman. I want to watch Corliss Waitman play. This, this would be great. You know what I would I, say? I, I have a... I have a, a whatever. What a bold... Bold predict. You want to do a bold prediction? Ooh, I like that. Do a bold prediction. All right. Ravens three hundred yards rushing. Ooh, that is bold. Take the over on the rushing yards. Okay. All right. I'll give you. I have a bold prediction. I think the Broncos have. uh, They they score three times in this game. Three scores. Brandon McManus. Brandon McManus is going to have a heck of a game. Three scores. Well, that that would be news to everybody because. For a guy who loves kicking long field goals, he sure loves missing long field goals. He really does. He, he's been missing a lot of them. I, you know what? I imagine he's probably struggling with just having to deal with this too. So, Well, the thing is, he hasn't been good for a long time. No. So I think the Broncos are going to be in need of another position. Kicker come the come next season. Yes. Bring bring us a kicker. Bring us bring us a lot of things. We need we need many, many things. So, All right. You gotta, you, do you have a score prediction? Let's get it written down here. 31 to 9 Ravens. 31 9 Ravens. That's good. That actually uh that hits the over. Well, so I can't do that. Let's go with uh <laughs> let's go with 20 let's go with 24 to 9. I like it. I actually I I went uh I went 25 to 9. 25 to 9 Ravens. Why not? 25 is a weird score. Uh, there's there'll it's a be weird a weird season. Yeah, it's a weird season. I'll bet there's a a safety in there somewhere. That's kind of where I met with that. So yeah, why not? Let's, let's do it that way. Um, 
All right, let's take a look at the rest of the league. There might be some exciting stuff going on there. Um, any any games? Game plus, of the week. Ga- Chiefs Bengals. I was gonna say game of the week here is a is a, a big one with the uh, the Chiefs taking on the Bengals in Cincinnati. Um, you know, is Joe Burr gonna show up or is he gonna be you know getting sacked left and right? That's certainly possible. Um, I don't know how you don't pick the Chiefs to win a game. It, it just yeah, you know, Especially earlier in since the year they lost. They lost the AFC Championship game mm-hmm. at Kansas City last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Patrick Mahomes, go gonna, over everything. Travis Kelsey. It's gonna be a fun one. It's gonna be a fun game if if you just like offense. I think they're gonna score a lot of a lot of points. And and for me, Travis Kelsey going back to Cincinnati. Uh, I need those fantasy points, Travis. So hook me up. Uh, that's that's what I am hoping for. Just a lot of Travis Kelsey in that game. A lot of Travis Kelsey. Uh, and then the other AFC West game is Chargers and Raiders. They play each other, and I don't care. The Chargers going to Charger. This is a rematch of like the weirdest ending to a football game and a football season ever from last season with the play for a tie, but don't play for a tie, and then all of a sudden you're not in the playoffs anymore. Way to go, Brandon Staley. Um, I, I think the Chargers win this game because the Raiders are so bad. But it would be fitting for the Chargers to lose. Exactly. This is the type of game they would lose. I legitimately think – that this is especially the, the way game they, they would won, lose. especially the way they won against the Cardinals last week, where Brandon Staley goes for for the two point conversion when the uh, the kick would tie it, which it worked out. So now they come from ten down; they're going to come back and lose to the Raiders. I kind of, I kind of, that's where I'm at with that. When I look at this game, that's the one where I go, I think the Chargers are going to lose, and I, you know. I'm not big on picking upsets. I don't do it all the time. I think I gave you uh, Green Bay losing to Minnesota opening week, and that was my big that was my big upset, and it's the only one I've hit on this year. So I'm not too worried about. It. But this one feels like a Chargers loss to me. Uh, any other games this week that that are of note that should be paid attention to? Dolphins 49ers. Oh, can I just tell you, I have the biggest man crush on Mike McDaniel, and am still just so angry that the Denver Broncos didn't even look at him as a potential head coach candidate. He has been incredible in Miami. And I I think his goofy persona that he does at the podium when he's, you know, talking about uh, his team and the things that the way he answers questions, I think it's Bill Belichick esque. I think he is doing a character, just like I think Bill Belichick is doing a character when he's at the podium. But Bill Belichick's character is just a grumpy old man who doesn't want to talk to you. Mike McDaniel is playing up his youth and his sort of goofiness, and he's turned it into this persona that, A, is fun to watch, and B, protects his players. And people are more interested in talking to him and listening to him, you know, you know, kibitz and go on about things than they are about the actual football that's going on. And he's I I am impressed that he has embraced what he is to the point where like the whole thing he did with the the Justin Fields, like I told him to stop. I said stop scrambling and he didn't stop. And I just you know, I hope other coaches will recognize he's not coachable. You know, I mean that whole thing about Justin Fields running on them and he just told him to stop on the sideline. That interview was fantastic. And just go watch an interview with Mike McDaniel. How are you not a Dolphins fan today? Because it's hard for me not to root for them with him as the head coach. Well, how about him going into Tua Tagovailoa's heads into his helmet, saying, "Yeah, George is definitely better than Alabama." <laughs> I saw I saw him mic'd up, and they were talking about 
during the game against Houston after he pulled Tua, they were talking about uh, they're going and YouTubing each other. And Mike McDaniel said, I went and watched your clips on YouTube. Uh, you were a terrible high school prospect. It was fantastic the way he like sort of needles Tua. But in a well, in and a, it's deadpan. It's like, deadpan, and it's love, but it's loving. Like it's like he loves the his quarterback, and, and Nathaniel the Broncos win, doesn't know who his quarterback is. They could have hired who him. his wife is the, Mike McDaniel's from Denver. He he's he was a part of the Broncos organization as a ball boy. He he is a he's on the Shanahan tree, and you, you hired. You hired Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, this is this may go down as one of the all-time biggest mistakes in, in Broncos history. Uh, perhaps I don't know. Maybe I'm over overstating it because I love his interviews, and now I've I've guffawed and and fawned over Mike McDaniel long enough that I can I can stop now. Any <laughs> any other games we got to watch? No, but we can end it with this. Go Avs. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.